0: super talk mississippi media production he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio welcome to coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 welcome back to Coastview. that was a terrific conversation with rob stinson uh, a few minutes ago as we as we began to Get restaurants in a position where they can reopen. If you didn't, if you did, if you missed that, go to the uh, Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page, and the video will be there. But Rob gave a really good overview of the challenges they face and and the opportunities that we face as well. Now let's turn to the city of Gulfport to my friend Billy Hughes, the mayor of the city of Gulfport, and let's find out what's been going on there. Mayor, I checked this morning; it's been about three or four weeks since we talked. A lot has happened in the last three or four weeks, hasn't it? Uh, without a doubt, it's uh, you know we're still
1: in the changing hour to hour, day by day mode.
0: So I, uh, you know, I'm, you know I, I know that the 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 rubber kind of hits the road with you guys, the the mayors, and you, you've got a lot to say, Grace. Over, and I'm so sorry that you you face this, but uh, but I've been watching you closely, and this is the time that leadership shines, and you've been doing a great job of leading the the, the conversation. What are some of the big subject matters that you've had to? grapple with over the last couple of weeks? Um,
1: you know, you look for silver linings, Ricky. And um, one thing that I mentioned last time we talked, it has continued to be consistent, is the collaboration we're seeing in communications from mayors and uh, even uh, county supervisors across the coast. We have a regular meeting uh, uh, twice a week just to kind of give everybody an update on where things are. And this collaboration, I think, has helped send a unified message to the public as far as where curfews are being put in place, why, Um, some businesses can and cannot close and also keeping what flexibility because you know what works on one end of the coast may not be uh, appropriate for the other end of the coast but there are some I guess universal characteristics so trying to balance that trying to get our businesses the information they need uh, as far as when Everybody wants you to speculate, and, and it's, the guessing game doesn't serve any purposes. So when we have good, hard information from a medical standpoint, statistics from the hospitals, doctors, and then the business community as well, you know, you're looking at all that. As I've said before, there is no playbook for what we're dealing with here. So we're having event uh, processes and procedures on the fly. Um, most folks uh, have been working with us businesses understanding the need to limit uh, the the capacities in their in their places of business where they can conduct affairs Um, uh, we're making the move now the governor uh, just came out with a new executive order that's going to be effective Thursday which a lot of folks have been waiting for uh, allowing restaurants to really go from uh, curbside only, takeout only, to uh, some limited access internally as long as we observe social distance. And I'm sure you talked talked to Rob about that. But um, we still need to be very cautious. Um, We are still at at the peak of this outbreak. We have flattened the curve for a number of days. And that trend has really allowed the governor and mayors to give consideration to um, what the lay of the land is and how active we can be The trick is getting the public to understand that it's not back to normal, and when you do go out, make sure that you're wearing a mask, make sure that you social distance, make sure that you sanitize, and we're seeing some folks thinking it's the Wild West again, and if we're not careful, we're going to have a relapse in this second wave people talk about, and we don't want that that is probably the worst thing that could happen. So we just need to make sure that we're vigilant as a people, as a community, and don't only leave it up to businesses, that we have an individual responsibility to look out for our fellow man.
0: So Billy, I say this on just about every show. In fact, I say it on every show, Um, reminding people that this is not a light switch, it's literally a volume control. As long as we can continue to show the number of daily reported cases on some kind of rolling averages moving down, we are able to progress through the various phases in terms of reopening the economy, that we're not flipping the light switch. I think a lot of people, they've been so <laughs> stir crazy from being hung up in their homes that they want to believe that things are getting better, so to speak, and that, you know, the light switch is back on and we can go back to doing whatever we need to do. But we're going we're gonna to live in this mode for a long period of time until we get a vaccine. And uh, people have got to work, continue to work to protect themselves, They've got to wear a face mask when they're in public. They got to do social distancing. Because the thing that I keep focusing on, and you said it a minute ago, but I think it helps to kind of re- refocus on it for a second, that any outbreak that occurs in coastal Mississippi, any outbreak that, that's substantive and measurable, that the data shows us we've really got an outbreak, what that's going to do is cause us to have to turn the volume back down again. And, we'll, we'll, and it triggers moving back a phase. Um, I don't think I think I I think most people want to believe when we say things are getting better, it means that we're really getting better and life's going to get back to normal. But what we're really trying to do is find our new normal within the context of the situation that we're in now, which is life without a vaccine means we got to learn to live with it. What basically, that's that's the argument. Right, Billy? You know, the, the
1: contextualized component is, is probably key. You know, whatever, whatever new normal is or whatever it's going to be, we have to make adjustments and most people are adapting pretty well. You know, we by nature as a society are optimistic. We want things to get better. That's human nature. So when it doesn't, we tend to get very frustrated. Um, you know, there are a lot of folks who are doing outreach, finding ways to help others. Uh, but at the same time, trying to maintain some sanity level from from this cabin fever. And it's we're asking people to be patient uh, to degrees and levels that they've never had to experience before in anybody's lifetime. So um, it's hard. We've been saying it's going to be hard. Uh, but hopefully we can gradually get back to that some degree of normalcy. Uh, where we can have some interaction, but I believe our world has changed as far as how we interact with one another. Um, there's not gonna be as mm-hmm. much handshaking, mm-hmm. there's not gonna be as much contact, and I, uh, it's just the reality of how viruses spread. Um, uh, you know, we, we, we could have read about pandemics, but until you've been through one, it, it's a different yeah. game. But the, the challenge now, you have people say, well, who do you know who's been exposed to, to this? Who has it?" Most folks don't statistically, but look, just ask a nurse a healthcare yeah. worker or a doctor and, and they'll tell you just how horrible this disease is. Uh, I've had yeah. friends d- affected directly by this and it, it is very troubling. It's debilitating, but not everybody has, but just because you haven't seen it or been exposed directly doesn't mean it's not real. And that's part of what people are wrestling with as well. Well, it didn't affect me. So uh, I shouldn't have to be inconvenienced. And that's a bit selfish. And we need to understand that this disease doesn't care. It's an equal opportunity infector, and it's still out there. So we've got to be vigilant and make sure that we're sanitizing ourselves and protecting ourselves because when we do that, we're also protecting others that we come in contact with, and that includes our loved ones.
0: Billy I had a great conversation uh, the last couple of days with uh, Dr. Nicholas Conger, who's a, yep. an internist at Memorial. You probably know him. And he specializes in infectious diseases. And we talked about sort of the Sweden model with with the addition of masks and social distancing. It looks like we're moving in the right direction. As long as everyone will kind of do their part, do their part to limit the spread, we can really test how how. How we can open up the economy in a way that will really, I think, you know, begin to bring some vitality back. But everyone's got to play their part, that's for sure. But it was a, it was just a terrific conversation. He's a very practical-minded guy, and uh, you know, Memorial in particular has done a really good job being aggressive with uh, testing. He said that you know, there's not for short of, of looking for it. They're looking for the, the disease. And the number of positives that have come back have been, uh, thank God, pretty low. But there's still cases. And, you know, every day we report new cases. And every time there's a new case reported, there's the potential that that has spread to others. And people just need to be focused on that reality. Anything else about that point, Billy, before we shift gears? Yeah, you know, they saying that you'd rather be lucky than good.
1: And um, most of us will take that. And I think that may be the case for our coastal community because there were a lot of reasons and factors that we anticipated a much more significant outbreak. And maybe it's because enough people did take these recommendations seriously that we did not have the outbreak because we were primed to have a real problem. Fortunately, our hospitals have not been overrun. And if we continue to be smart about it, I think we can avoid that still moving forward as we open up the world, our community, businesses, and hopefully life itself.
0: You know, one of the things, I want to get in the second segment, Billy, we'll talk a little bit more about the relief packages that are coming down and, you know, ground zero really are the cities and we'll talk about that more specifically, but how's, how's the city employees doing? You got, I mean, you're just full of first responders all around you. Uh, tell, tell me about what you're seeing in, in the um, spirit of the, of the, of the Gulfport employees.
1: Well, there there is a, a great solidarity as far as understanding what our mission is, and that was in place before this even happened. Uh, you know, the true heroes in this uh, are the frontline healthcare workers. I mentioned nurses, the doctors, the physicians, people who are literally waiting in and exposing themselves. Um, We put policies and procedures in place for access, restricting access to our city offices and buildings. We're about to make that more accessible, but they're very cognizant of it. And I think our employees have set a great example. We didn't send anybody home. We may have done some distance working and shifting uh, to make sure that we had good presence, good, good spread, amongst those who are coming in and continuing to provide those vital city services. You know, people don't think about, uh, city workers gotta make sure the water's running, the commodes flush, you know, your basic necessities. And our folks yeah. have stepped up uh, to, to make sure that, that these services are available uninterrupted, that they continue, particularly with people being at home, they have these expectations that we want to deliver. And so um, there, there, there wasn't there wasn't a wholesale layoff or a furlough, um, the the prospects we could talk about in the next segment uh, uh, that. Uh our real concerns are budgetary because of what we know is going to be a great hit to our revenue collections to continue to um, try to keep city services and we're going to have to make some hard decisions. Uh, this is all yeah. cities and counties. Uh, it's a, it's Let's a come back reality. to that.
0: We'll come back to that after the break. I want to I want to dive into that, but firemen and policemen, you know, life is going on. We they've had to protect the city and do what needs to be done and there are a lot of heroes out there doing that work. We'll be back with Mayor well, Billy guys, Hughes from right. the city of Gulfport after this break.
1: In live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.